because most people in procurement, right, or sourcing, you're right, do they do their day jobs, they go home, mm -hmm. and that's it. Um, and I think that's why you don't see a lot of people out there talking. And that's why I think there's a nice space there and gap for some people to kind of get out there. Welcome to the World of Procurement podcast. This is the podcast that talks all things procurement, supply chain, and commercial contract management. Today, we have a incredible guest. It's Dana Small. Dana Small is a extremely talented procurement professional specializing in category management. She's also the founder, the author of the infamous Miss Category Management blog. And I wanted to get Dana onto the show to talk about personal branding, personal branding for procurement supply chain professionals because so many of you don't do this. And Dana, even though she's so senior she's had such an awesome career already and she's you know still just still just pushing on she's still going further and further within her professional career the miss category management blog has allowed her to develop her own personal brand and has brought her even more opportunities so i wanted to get her on to talk around her approach to creating content around procurement category management, LinkedIn, social media, and just some of the very good reasons why you should all be doing this. And we had a, such a good conversation. It's about 30 minutes long. I think you're going to get so much value out of this. I'm your host, Daniel Barnes, and this podcast is brought to you by Icarus Consultancy. Icarus Consultancy specializes in procurement supply chain and commercial contract management in the defense aerospace science technology and research sectors industries whatever you want to call it this is what they do and i'm very happy and very fortunate to be bringing this podcast to you today if you get any value out of this podcast today make sure you jump onto the apple podcast application leave a five star review or however many stars you think this podcast deserves but hopefully it's five leave some some words in the review if you want to it just really helps the podcast uh, it helps me gauge the feedback as to what you like and if you want to reach out to me you can reach out to me at daniel at icarus.uk.com or at daniel barnes gsd on linkedin and we, we, we can talk in way more detail outside of the podcast. Uh, very fortunate to have you listening and really appreciate your attention. Now, let's get straight into the podcast. I think you do such good personal branding without actually doing sure. personal branding. And I think so many people in our world just go to work, come home and then go to work the next day and they don't do anything to promote themselves and I say promote themselves like they don't do anything other yeah. than the day job and I I just think so many people are going to get caught out going forwards because they're not going to get the good roles or contacts that will make a, a massive difference to them so I think that's something you do probably better than 99% of people oh I appreciate that yeah yeah, no, no, I really do because, you know, it's interesting. So I had an uh, ex-boss contact me and wanted help with to start her own, you know, to get more out there in the space. And she just said, you know, you've do done such a great job. Would you mind helping me? And I'm like, no, not at all. You know, it's 
more than happy to help people, you know, figure it out. And yeah, no, I, I agree. Just remain genuine, I think, is the biggest thing, right? Not trying to <laughs> be something you're not. Um, but yeah, getting out there, because most people in procurement, right, or sourcing, you're right, too. They do their day jobs, they go home, mm -hmm. and that's it. Um, and I think that's why you don't see a lot of people out there talking. And that's why I think there's a nice space there and gap for some people to kind of get out there and start doing that, knowing if your company allows for it. Because I will say I've talked to some people where um, basically they'll get fired. I think it's crazy that businesses don't want their staff to talk outside of the business unless it's supporting the business. They're very conservative, right? So, and I get from some industry uh -huh. standpoint of view that, you know, there's limited number of suppliers and so you don't want to give the game away. But at the end of the day, there's only so many strategies. There's only so many people in the industry. So to understand that it's not rocket science, people can figure it out and people can figure out who you're working with. And I mean, it's not, it's not anything that's, again, not rocket science, right? So for people to put that strict restraint, thinking they're going to have it a business competitive edge, I just don't personally see it, but maybe I'm in the wrong industry for it. Um, I, I don't know if you've seen somebody have a competitive edge because of being able to kind of keep their, you know, in-house secret secret. But to me, no matter where I've gone in farm, it's pretty much the same. Yeah, no, I, I mean, so I completely agree. I mean, I just don't see the need to be so restrictive. My procurement, which... I mean, I, I obviously have to be careful from a security perspective of what I say and, and things like that. But I mean, I still find ways to talk about it. No business. I mean, I from a sure. security perspective, I shouldn't always necessarily be on social. And that's just general advice for anyone that works in this area. But I mean, I've, I've never struggled to talk about procurement, supply chain, contract stuff in this world because i can just avoid talking about the specific supplier and i think you touched on a really good point because you said it's there's only so many ways of doing things like knowledge isn't scarce anymore like everyone knows how to do things you can type in on google mm -hmm. how do i do this and you'll have a bunch of you know you'll get forbes or a business yeah. insider or some academic journal telling you exactly what to do and someone who's done it or a piece of software that will do it for you. Yeah, there's so much more information, I guess, out there now today because of the web and it allows for people just to, you know, absorb it all. And it's it's the same, right? It's mm -hmm. the same. Nothing's been updated. You got the purchasing chessboard, the seven step methodology. And maybe back in the day when the web wasn't as, you know, robust, maybe it made sense to kind of keep your strategies you know, safe and protected. But now there are only so many yeah, ways. Yeah. What's the saying to, you know, cut, cut, cut an onion, right? There's only so many ways to skin a cat. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's really sad if people can't go and express their own opinions outside of their business uh, that they work for on social anymore. I, I, I think it's a sad point. But yeah, you're right. Like so many people still can't do it. I mean, for those people, for the people that can, do it i mean mm -hmm. I, I i i how do you think they sh could go about it i mean you, you obviously you've got a linkedin profile you you post on linkedin and you use your miscategory management blog yeah. as your main emphasis i mean exactly that's it right so i kind of take the company i currently work for and take it out of the picture like i don't attach the name of my company to anything i do nowhere do i mention it 
I'll say certain things, but I will never specifically call them out. And I view it as something separate. I view it as a second job in a sense. And so that page, you know, I've got the statement, this doesn't reflect my current, you know, employers uh, positioning on anything, just because to me, it is something separate, has nothing to do what my current position is. It's something that is me branding Mm -hmm. myself more is that me representing a company, right, or representing what we're doing. And I think by making that separation and not, you know, clearly calling out who I work for, it just makes it that much easier. So if they ever did come back to me and say, (laughs) hey, we don't like this and say, hey, listen, there's no, your name's not on here anywhere, right? Mm -hmm. So you can't really, this is like a separate business or a separate thing outside of work. So for them to be able to really which I think when people are in larger corporations, but if you're not, um, it's, you know, you, you just run the risk of having them come back to you and say, this isn't on, you know, on brand and not part of our strategy. And we want you to yank this. Yeah, you're right. You can't, you're, you're almost um, piggybacking mm-hmm. otherwise on uh, an established brand, just potentially to get viewership or listeners, which isn't, isn't cool really at the end of the day and yeah. nor, nor should your contracts allow for that if you if you are employed so yeah no that's great advice i think yeah just detach yourself from whatever it is you do as your day job i mean as part of that though how how is it like i mean you write a lot of mm-hmm. content i i know the articles aren't always they're not war and peace they're not massively long no. they're very sharp concise yeah. p- probably because people have horrendous attention yep. spans like we said <laughs> But yes. <laughs> um, I mean, how was it that how is it you come up with the, the the content regarding it? Is it based on what you do at work and you kind of desensitize it so no one really knows what it is you're talking about in that world? Like, how is it you come up with the content? Yeah, so some of it is that, right? So some of it to me is therapy, <laughs> where I come home and I'm like, yeah. oh, these stupid business partners are all oh, this ridiculous person <laughs> today really made me mad and. And my boss will always say to me, oh, there's going to be a blog about this, isn't there? I'm like, oh, yeah. No, that's brilliant. <laughs> you know, but at the same time, I also try to stay on like industry trends and what I think is going to be, mm-hmm. you know, like sustainability for the future, I think is going to be a huge focus. So trying to figure out where the industry is going and get ahead of that. Um, but, yeah, a lot of it is really you know, my background and experience. And even a lot of times my coworkers will say to me, hey, I just had this, you know, terrible instance with this business partner and these reference checks you need to do a blog on that have you thought about that and i'll you know what i haven't thought about it but that's a great idea so even now because people know it and read it enough they'll say hey what about this or that so it's nice when other people can feed you ideas because sometimes it can be a little bit hard (laughs) to come up Mm -hmm. with new ideas constantly and constantly churn you know good content out but yeah i do like to keep it short i'm not gonna write anything that's you know pages and pages long because i don't even have i think the ability to read my own stuff if it's that long (laughs) i don't want to have to edit it and go through it and read Uh, it yeah (laughs) so maybe my own adhd helps make it kind of shortened to the point um but i think it's my personality too right i just kind of get to the point i don't need to drone on forever just get to the point say what you need to and uh move on yeah no no i agree yeah like getting straight to the point so much more effective i think online especially uh regardless of whether it's in your workplace i think i think sometimes when you're at work you can sort of be a little bit more long-winded sometimes people don't like you getting straight to the point and 
being very direct, but I think that's the only way you can do it online to get above. Well, there's a lot, a lot of noise online, isn't there? There's yeah. a lot of people doing stuff. Some, some. I mean, for me personally, sometimes I do good content, and I know sometimes I do horrendous content. But I, I say horrendous content because I look at the the analytics and I can see what works and doesn't work.、Mm-hmm. I mean, do you do anything like that? Do you do you, do you see what's got good views on your maybe on your blog, and then do you look at maybe LinkedIn analytics just to see how many views you've got, how many likes, how many comments? Yeah. So I actually,、um, you know, Kelly Barner. I know, I'm sure you're aware of her. She gave me great、yeah. advice to get this、um, app that basically does. Manages all your social media in one place, and although I didn't、yeah. choose the one that she had, I use Crowdfire. That also、okay. has analytics across everything, and it has.、Mm-hmm. And I can go back to my old posts, whether it's LinkedIn, Twitter, wherever, and I can go back and see like how many people clicked through what and how many people liked, so I can see which content really people responded well to, and the stuff where people are like. Want, want, you know, they just wasn't. It just kind of felt、mm-hmm. dead. Where you think this is the greatest idea, and then people just aren't, you know, engaging or interested in it. So yeah, I do go, tend to go back and look at that. I'll work, look back at WordPress、um, too, and see, you know, kind of my daily and weekly and what's going on, and have I produced enough, or you know, why am I falling short? Some days are better than others, but. Um, yeah, I always actively manage and look at it to see what's working well and what doesn't. Because otherwise, how are you going to improve, right?、Um, nobody's perfect. No, I, I get. I mean, I, I, I like numbers, so I like seeing where. Yep. Just where traffic's coming from, where where people click on, where people、mm-hmm. click off. If that data is available, see,、so、like you, you're massively clued up as well on this, so you you know how to look at all the analytics.、Yep. So yeah, no, that, that's really good. I think. I think just people coming into this fresh, especially in procurement, category management, supply chain, it's quite a traditional industry or profession. Let's call it. Yeah. And I just don't think people have the background knowledge to do this on their own straight away and get results fast. So I think that's massively beneficial to actually get down into the numbers and look at what performs and what doesn't. And I mean, do you then tailor it more so to what performs, or does that not really impact you? Do you still write stuff just for the sake of writing it because you think it's something good, even though you may think it might not do so well? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you, again, I always took the blog and was like, "Listen, this is my stupid little blog. Like, I don't care if anybody reads it or not. I'm just going to write it for me, and if people read it and." Find value, great. That's a you know、uh-huh. added value for them. But you know, I I write things where even like agency management. So I did a presentation on it, and then I wrote a white paper on it. And I understand not everybody will buy into it, but it's something that I strongly believe in. And so I was you know dedicated to get it out and be seen as of expertise in that area.、Uh-huh. So it was one of those things. Whether or not people find it valuable, who knows? But for me,、um, it was just something I wanted to do. And you know, like I said, a lot of times this is therapeutic. So whether or not people find you know humorous or not, it, at least it gets it out and lessens my stress for the day. No, I think that's great. I mean, I, I think it's good that you're saying you're aware of the numbers. You'll look at the numbers. You're not. Hundred percent motivated by the numbers, although you have to have some motivation by the numbers. Yeah, it is for you. Yeah, so that's great. I mean, so so since you've been 
Yeah, yeah, good, good, good. Yeah, no, like this short content, I found, it's funny that you say, you know, you don't write War and Peace, but I do the Monday Category Management Monday pro tips. Yeah. And I'm yeah. telling you that it's literally like two, not even a two minute read. That gets more traction <laughs> than anything because it is so short and so concise and people can easily just like click, read it in a minute or two, and then you know, kind of keep going with their day where it's not something that's going to take you 20 minutes to get through. I think the shorter, more concise you get, the the better, you know, feedback I've at least seen from my perspective of my blog. So keeping it short is always, I think, a, a good idea. Yeah, I, I think, yes, that's spot on. I mean, I think you'll get opportunities to go in depth. I mean, I, 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 I've obviously looked through your profile and everything. I've seen that you've got a bunch of speaking engagements mm -hmm. you've become is it like some sort of advisory board member you mm -hmm. you've done all this sort of stuff because by the looks of things through your miscategory management blog and that kind of gives you the opportunity to go yeah, more yeah. in depth at, at that yeah at, no 100 percent. whereas before had i not done this blog all this speaking event you know doing even like this podcast doing um you know webinars things of that sort have just kind of come naturally out of having you know, my blog out there and being mm. an influencer in the space. Whereas you think if you're just going in and out of your daytime job, look at all the things you could be missing out on. Right. And I'm not actively going out and seeking tons of opportunities, um, you know, for speaking engagements, this and that more people are reaching out to me than I'm reaching out to them. So to me, it speaks to, it may be a silly little blog, but it really has such a great impact on your overall career um, or at least it has for me, right? Because I'm open to trying all these new things. Mm -hmm. It's kind of silly not to do it um, or not to at least be on LinkedIn, maybe write a couple papers there or some information because it just provides such a great networking experience. And then all these following opportunities to speak and, you know, get on Thinkers 360 or whatever it is that, you know, you're really focused on. Um, it's just, yeah. it's amazing what, you know, again, I'll say it, my stupid little blog can do. It really is more impactful than I could have ever imagined. Um, and for that, I am grateful. Uh, I'm glad I did start writing and that people at least find some of it humorous. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, that, that's, that's incredible already. I mean, yeah, you know, I was just on your LinkedIn profile and I can just, there's just a whole list of things that have yeah. come out of doing that. And they're not the, they're not the everyday right. experience that you would get if you were going to and from work and not doing anything else in addition. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that's, that's, it's incredible yeah, actually. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing how you go from, you know, zero to, you know, hundred miles per hour almost overnight. And then you, all these different engagements mm -hmm. just come at you and it's, it's a great experience. And yeah, doing your day-to-day -day job is great, but it's not going to get you the ability to do any of these things. You also have to be one of those people who's driven too, right? So you know, if yeah. you're not one of those people who are, um, you know, if you're just happy where you're at and you're happy, that's great. But if you really want want more, mm -hmm. and if you're really, truly driven for your own career, you kind of have to put yourself out there um, to be able to get any of these type of engagements. At least that's what I've found. So. Yeah, no, I, I think that's the best advice going, actually. If you want to progress and you want to put the hard work in, this is a great way to do it is just to put content out there around your specialty i mean you you focus purely on category management and procurement and obviously a bit of supply chain and the wider piece comes into that but it's you've, you've yeah. niched down quite a bit and, and it works wonders 
So yeah, I mean, to think a blog would turn into this would, I never would have thought, right? Mm. Um, but it just, you know, one thing happens, somebody reaches out to you and then another person, you're like, wow, this is really cool that you get to make, you know, you get to network without being, if you're not an extrovert, without really networking, right? <laughs> so it's not like, you know, having to go out of your way and mm -hmm. go to conferences and do all of these things. Yeah, and so many people are introverted and they don't want their, their to go to all these conferences, to go to all these events, meet hundreds of people that they have no idea who they are until they get there and exchange business cards yep. and do whatever else that they're going to do. That, that can be massively daunting. So starting off on LinkedIn, starting off uh, with a blog. Yeah. I mean, you use, I think, WordPress, isn't it, for your basis of your, your blog? I mean, there's other platforms like Medium that people can, can use for absolutely free and make money mm -hmm. off of. So like there's... There's, there's so many ways that people can do it for free with no real, I, I'm going to say with no real exposure. I mean, obviously online, you're going to mm -hmm. get trolled at times. You're going to get people dismiss you and give you nasty comments and probably, sadly, professionals in your own <laughs> yeah. industry and profession. Like, I don't know. I mean, have you had to navigate that at all? You know what? Not really. It's funny. I have another friend who has a blog, but it's more about... Mm -hmm you know, finances and um, having a very, you know, organized life. And she's saying how she gets all these trolls. And I was talking to her and I made the mistake of saying, you know what, I, I write a business blog. So I really haven't experienced that. And I'm kind of grateful I haven't. And soon as I said that, of course, the next day I published somebody and somebody says, hey, you know, this content's old. <laughs> and, and I'm like, oh, here we go. This is what I get for saying that, you know, okay. nobody trolls business accounts. Yeah. So. Um, but it's, it's very few and far in between and most people are supportive. So I think that's kind of the motivation for me where I don't feel like with business, what, what are you going to control? Like what, mm -hmm. what is there to say? Oh no, this is dumb. This is a bad idea. I mean, fine. That's your opinion. I mean, I respect it, but I may not agree with it. So yeah, I don't see, I don't think the amount of trolls that I think another type of more general blog would typically have or a you know, account. I just don't see that. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, I mean, I, 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 I've seen good and bad sides of interesting. LinkedIn. I mean, I've probably got a slight different perspective. I mean, I, 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 if I do a video, I'm bound to get some message, either a DM or a, a comment that's slightly off. I don't know, like a little bit nasty, <laughs> a little, just a little bit off. Yeah, a little bit off. And normally, it's uh, an older man <laughs> that will do it to me, which, um, and I can almost stereotype it, which is sad, really. And I mean, I do a lot of content on YouTube uh, as well. That's got nothing to do with this, uh, uh, nothing to do with my professional life. And that I get trolled on I way more. So, I mean, yeah. I, it, it's good that you <laughs> haven't had to encounter it too much. I've only encountered it a little bit. I think it's just something people in our world probably need to be... <sighs> Maybe yeah. be prepared for just in case and not get disheartened. Yeah, 100%. But I feel like the good outweighs the bad, right? So you will get, you know, some stuff. And I think the mm. platforms that you could get trolled on the most are typically something that you might see. And, you know, the Gen X or Gen Z that they're focused on. Whereas I'm more, since I'm a little bit older, mm -hmm. I'm more focused on the other platforms. <laughs> I'm not. Like I've learned how to do videos and editing and I'm trying to become, you know, proficient in them, but that's not something that 
I'm really uh-huh. good at doing or I can produce quickly. Um, and so maybe that's part of the reason why I haven't seen as many trolls and out there where YouTube, I feel mm. like is just filled with them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's why I think, um, I almost think it's harder to troll the written work mm-hmm. in, in a bizarre way. Uh, just the, just the way in which these, these platforms work. I think if you're, if you want to stay a little bit safer doing this and exploring sort of your own personal branding, I think, yeah, starting with written posts, either on LinkedIn, a blog, is mm-hmm. probably the safest way to, to go about it without getting really put off at the start. Because so many people will start this and if they get one job, they get put off and won't ever touch it again and just think that was a waste of, I don't know, however long it took. Right. So it would be really sad. Yeah, no, I think, again, the good outweighs the bad. Start conservative and then, you know, if you're of the uh-huh. younger generation, you're a little bit more proficient at uh, videos and editing and getting out there <laughs> and feel comfortable with it. But it's funny because even you know, thinking about doing a podcast or a video, I don't even want to hear myself talk for that long. So what, so I think why would uh-huh. somebody else, like, I, I'm just kind of like, you know what, like you said, 15, 20 minutes, good enough, got what we needed to out straight into the point. Don't need to drone on for an hour, right? It's just not necessary. But that's my opinion, uh-huh. right? I just kind of yeah. want to get to the point. But at the same time, I also don't want to see myself every five minutes um, on LinkedIn. <laughs> And to do a lot of, you know, pictures or videos or things that I think the younger generation really embraces and does well. Um, and our older generation mm-hmm. really kind of falls behind on. Yeah, no, I, I think that's really insightful, actually. There, I mean, I, 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 I mean, I'm, I think I'm slightly yeah. younger than you. <laughs> I, I don't really know how, I don't know your age, but we won't get into <laughs> that here. I mean, I'm, tw- I, I'm 28 and I've kind of grown mm-hmm. up with that whole mixture of, not not having the internet to having the internet to having cameras to having smartphones that can pretty much do everything that a camera can do so i mean i've played around with pretty much every type of content yeah. going and and i i think like yeah i think video is a really powerful way audio is obviously really powerful written is really powerful and linkedin's a really mixed yeah. bunch uh, f- from a personal branding part i still personally find written posts do way better for me and um and I'll do 90% written posts because they're like, I think you, you touched on, you said video can mm-hmm. take longer. It can take longer to edit. And it, and like we said, it's always a bit safer just to do the written word. So you can do a written post. Let's be honest. Some posts you can do yeah. in 10 seconds. They get way more engagement than a post you might work on for 10 minutes, but even 10 minutes isn't that long compared to yeah. a 10 minute video that you then need to edit and do, I don't know, do everything else to it. It takes time. So you're right. I mean, it's, it's really good advice to, start off maybe doing the written word and, and then branch out when you feel comfortable to do so. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And I think, you know, a lot you're going to engage with, okay, so I'm not that much older than you, but I'm not 40 yet, but I'm getting there. So I've got a good 10 years on you. <laughs> so, and I'm at the kind of the cusp, right? I'm at this point where technically I'm gen at, no, I'm technically I'm yeah. Gen X, um, you know, so mm-hmm. I was born 80. Um, but you know, I'm on the cusp of people think I'm a millennial, but I'm not. There's a lot of things that yeah, I just yeah. don't, a couple people, you know, a couple, just a couple of years difference um, I've had with coworkers mm-hmm. is such a huge difference in just the way he, you know, he approached things and, you know, his viewpoint in the pictures and the videos and felt much more confident in doing so where my, you know, I'm coming mm-hmm. from this generation where we didn't really grow up with it, right? We had AOL and we were waiting to chat with people in fifth grade and <laughs> we had dial up and all that yeah, yeah. stuff. So 
I feel like we're not, our generation isn't as comfortable with doing things that the younger generation just has, you know, kind of by nature grown up with and being able to do and process well. And, you know, I try to do it, but, um, you know, age is a bitch. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I think, yeah, no, I, I think that that's sound advice because when you look at people in our profession, you're going to have junior people mm -hmm. and then you're going to have more more experienced people but i mean i i kind of come from that world where just because you've worked 20 years doesn't necessarily mean you're you're more experienced than someone who's been doing it for five years 100%. or two years yeah. but but we will have younger people potentially who may want to start because they're maybe a little bit more savvy or they're a little bit more switched on or like you say they've grown up with a the technology they're more comfortable with it who may actually like want to start their own branding journey. I mean, if I'm just trying to think like for those people who are starting off in their careers and maybe category management procurement, like what would you kind of advise them to do in terms of their, their personal branding when maybe they don't have as much knowledge or experience? Like, is it just talking about like maybe what they've, done today and desensitize it from the business and talk around that or their 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 learning they're doing we kind of have you got any thoughts on that that's an interesting question uh for a young person starting out in procurement it's it's hard because you know procurement's one of these places where nobody really grows up and says i want to be in procurement <laughs> right it's mm -hmm. not you get a bunch of people from a bunch of different backgrounds um some people who do have you know, like myself, this robust training that they went through. And a lot of people just don't. And so for the mm -hmm. younger generation to learn as much as they can from the people who have gone through, you know, these training processes and classes and, you know, or supply chain side has their certification and project management, right? Mm -hmm. um, just to maybe, you know, link onto that and learn as much as you can to get up to speed. But, you know, the problem with the older generation is, we had a lot of people, procurements changed a lot, right? So a lot of these buyers yeah. and people who did, you know, basic uh -huh. sourcing are just getting phased out at almost every company I hear of. Yeah. It's just they don't think they're as strategic and they think they're more tactical. And so, uh -huh. you know, because the industry has changed so much, I would say learn as much as you can up front um, to try to gain that knowledge from the older generation who actually has it and maybe has had the formalized training. Um yeah, mm -hmm. I think that's the best bet because honestly, I see so many people in procurement from all these different areas and backgrounds. And uh, I think that's why it's sometimes kind of half-assed with people and their strategies and why it's not, yeah. you know, as yeah, good yeah. as it could be because you have all these people. Nobody is saying, hey, I can't wait to do strategic sourcing when I grow up. I mean, I sure didn't. Mm -hmm. um, I was into math and science. I worked in a lab. So... But I love yeah, numbers yeah. too. And so that's why eventually I switched to finance mm -hmm. and then sourcing made even more sense because of the analysis and the data. But yeah, to, to try to mm -hmm. learn as much as you can from people who do have formalized processes or going to a big company uh, like Amgen or J&J &J who has, you know, a robust training mm -hmm. program. Whereas if you start off in a small company, you're just not going to get formalized training. It's just not there. You're going to have to learn everything on your own. So you can leverage anything from you know a larger corporation to me it's always invaluable mm -hmm. mm. no i i mean i think your point there actually is 
around those sort of the operational roles, the buyers, the assistant buyers, and kind of that 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 grade, which is pretty much consistent across the world, wherever you go, regardless of industry. Like you say, they're getting phased out because mm-hmm. most of them, realistically, from my experience as well, are just raising yep. purchase orders on the back of someone doing all mm-hmm. the work for them, and maybe a procurement manager or a supply chain manager who then just sends it over and says, I need a purchase order for this. And it takes two seconds to do, and they're getting paid, I don't know, 20, 30 grand a year just to do that, where you can now outsource that or get some, you know, uh, not outsource it, get some software in. Now do that in seconds, and the the procurement manager just has to press a button and it builds it all for him. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's sound advice to avoid going for those sort of roles and going to a larger business where you'll have a program set up which will guide you through your your at least your early stage of your career then you can, you're free to make your decision where you yeah. go from there yeah no it's the best advice you can do because it's a, an interesting time i mean there's so much that has changed in the past you know a couple of decades but now i feel like we've hit a good stride and there hasn't been that much you know kind of changes to processes or lab in that sense everything has settled down and you know, allows people to get up to speed and quickly and the more training, the better. Right. I just see so many people who lack that. And it's such, I think, a hindrance, mm-hmm. right, that they don't get formalized training that are expected to not just be buyers, but then do strategic sourcing and understand that, you know, contracting and just all these different, you know, SRM mm-hmm. things that if you don't have a background in, you got to pick them up as fast as you can. So yeah yeah and let's be honest you touched on two there srm and dealing with contracts they're not easy things to suddenly pick up you can't suddenly go and write a new contract or understand terms or you don't know the best way to engage with a supplier and get value from them long term like that's just not everyday it's not it's almost not everyday common sense especially with with, uh, regards to contracts like it is a different language it's a different 100 and that's where i think it's tough where you have to pick up you know, one of my blogs, I said, hey, you know, some days we're like detectives trying to figure out what's going on with the company. And some mm-hmm. days we're, you know, we feel like we're legal experts and there's just so much it's yeah. so broad. It's not rocket science, but it's not inherently, you know, easy to pick up or just, you know, hey, this this makes sense. This is logical, especially when it comes to things like contracting. I mean, that one is the one that gives me the most migraines on a daily basis. Um, <laughs> and the most inconsistent I've seen through my organizations, I'll say that. I've seen great to not so great um, with our legal counsel. So it's amazing how different they all can be and handling things and how conservative they can be and, you know, how supportive or lack of supportive they can be. <laughs> No, I mean, I, that's the exact same experience I've had. And uh, yeah, I, I, I do a lot of work with contracts myself and then with legal teams. And yeah, it's so massively and mm-hmm. widely inconsistent. It, it's a crazy world. Dana, I'm really conscious sure. of time. So I think, I think we've, we've covered so much sure. good stuff there on how to brand yourself as a category manager, as a procurement supply chain professional in this current world. So you no, know, Thanks so much for providing so many good insights there. I think hopefully, hopefully a lot of people find that really beneficial and can start actually applying that to their to their their own personal branding going forward. Yeah. Thanks for you know discussing with me. That was a good conversation. Appreciate it. 
I think you will probably agree with me that Dana delivered so much value in this this podcast episode and shared some really practical ways in which you can go about creating content in the procurement supply chain space alongside your your day job your your busy personal lives and some of the very impactful outcomes it's had on on Dana's career and her life and it it just shows like she says it's her I think she said it's her silly little blog or stupid little blog and it certainly isn't any of those it's an incredible blog and it is extremely powerful of in, in what it is allowing Dana to achieve let me know if you found this podcast valuable by going over to the apple podcast app and leaving a five star review and check out our next episode from the classification guru the data queen i'm going to call her that and it's susan walsh and she's just going to drop so many knowledge bombs on you with regards to why you need to make sure you've got good supply chain data some practical ways of how you do this and how she could also help your company organization business i'll see you very soon it's been daniel barnes from icarus consultancy Uh, i appreciate you listening and see you on the next podcast